0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast for Everything is Brand. So we want to build on last week's discussion where we talked about internal culture, and this week we want to kind of take that to the next level and talk about how to build an internal brand. So Gabby, what are the important elements of building an internal brand? How do we go from, you know, recognizing that we're trying to build an internal culture to actually building an internal brand?
1: Well, first of all, you got to get the team involved. You got to get your internal team involved. You can't create things in a silo and keep them in the dark. So you've got to include the team and allow them to ask questions. Um, Get familiar with a new brand. If that, if you're launching a new brand, this may even help you with the external launch. But more importantly, it shows that uh, their voice is important in the process and, um, and that you're hearing them. Uh, the other one I would say is we often focus on doing an external launch plan, but never an internal launch plan. And I think that's a key element as well, is plan for that internal launch Um, as well as your external one.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that we talked about last week was this idea that your employees or your team members are integral to being the biggest brand ambassadors for your brand out in the marketplace. So how do we, I guess, fuel that fire around them? You know, you talked about this idea of an external launch. How do we fuel the fire so that they become the best brand ambassadors that they can be?
1: Well, like I said, you involve them from the from the onset. You make them part of the process. You know, they may not be the one selecting the color palette or the logo or whatnot, but just the sheer involvement of the team making them aware we're going through this transformation for, you know, X, Y, Z reasons, just having that voice from management or whatnot can really blend the team together. You feel like you're all united in, in one road ahead on whatever path that is. Nobody likes to be, you know, sidelined by
0: some surprise.
1: Oh, new logo. And yeah, by the way, it's going to impact you and you got to implement it across the board, blah, blah, blah. Right.
0: Yeah. So that's the visual part of it. But what about, what about the messaging? What about the positioning? How do we how do we really get people internally involved in in making sure that if we are refreshing the brand or recreating the brand or even coming up with a whole brand new brand, uh, how do we make sure that they that their voice is involved in that? Other than just asking their thoughts,
2: you know, it's interesting. You know, talking about the internal brand. I think that organizations that are launching a a refreshed brand or, you know, whether it's a sub-brand or whatever it is, they should keep in mind that this is a major event for any organization, right? And when you think about a lifespan of any organization, whether you're launching a new service or something else is happening that's a major development within the organization, it's a great way to to use that to really communicate it out to the entire team. And doing a rebrand or launching a new brand is one of those opportunities and i think that you know any organization that actually misses out on that opportunity really kind of loses out on that great chance to really reconnect with the team and get everybody on the same page so planning that out to gabby's point earlier you know a lot of brands when they're launched there everybody's talking about the external launch but the internal launch is a huge opportunity to get everybody perfectly aligned and on the same page, and really excited about the company, about the brand, about the the future of the company. But that needs to be communicated. To Gabby's point, it really needs to, and it needs to come from the top down. What are the plans for the company, why this is happening, and how it will impact everybody, and what the company is doing to actually make it not necessarily easy, but what the company is doing to transition to the new brand.
1: It needs to be seen as a team building exercise, you know, Mm -hmm. often we, we go on these corporate retreat team building exercises, well, this can be one of those.
0: Yeah, well, maybe not a retreat right now, but <laughs> yeah, a virtual retreat. No,
1: yeah. not right now.
0: <laughs> but the but you know th- this brings up another issue is that for an organization that's going through a rebrand or a refresh, it's easy to kind of designate an internal element to that. But what about if you're not going through a rebrand or a refresh? I mean, one of the things that is key is that often organizations have these big brand strategies for the external audience, but they don't have a brand strategy for the internal audience. I mean, is internal brand important for organizations, even if they're not going through a rebrand and and how do they make sure that if they have never interpreted the brand for the internal audience, that they can go about doing that? How do, how do we make that happen?
2: Well, it's, it's very important. And, you know, this kind of goes back to last week's uh, podcast, really work out internally. We're talking about the, the culture, right? It's uh, employees, the entire team has to believe in that brand, in the culture of the company. And some companies have a very positive, very inclusive culture in terms of, you know, everybody understands where the company is going. But it really comes down to, again, management actually, including the entire team at all levels, um, and kind of telling them where the company is going and what's happening and what they're doing to to evolve the company, to to make it better, to grow, or whatever may be happening. Communication is key.
0: We see it often where a lot of the senior members of the team might be involved in the planning. And and the reality is is that by having representation from across all levels of the team – you get some insights that you wouldn't necessarily have gotten. And it it really allows for a much more detailed strategy when it comes to both launching whatever you're trying to do internally and externally and and, and building off of those, those ideas and those insights. So at the end of the day, what is an internal brand? We get this question a lot. So I was thinking that maybe what we could do is we could define a little bit about what we mean by internal brand. So I mean, I'll, I'll start and then you know we can each uh, uh, layer in and add into that. But but I think more than anything, what the internal brand is, is the same way that your external brand is the promise to customers uh, or clients. The internal brand is the promise to employees. It's the promise to new employees that may be coming on. It's uh, the promise to uh, long-term employees. You know, the mission, vision, and values are, are part of that, uh, but not everything to that and at the end of the day, it's, it's really the elements of what we talked about last week, which is the culture all summed up and brought into a position for how this company sees itself internally before it takes that uh, promise externally. What else do you think is important to the internal brand? What, what other factors do you think that organizations need to be thinking about when they want to put their internal brand together?
2: I would actually kind of not necessarily talk about from the organizational point of view, but from the employee point of view. I think being proud of what you actually bring to the table, what your contribution to the organization is, I think is really, really important. Just being proud of what you do and and do your best every single day. I think that that is a huge part of it because... Anytime we talk about whether it's in retail or anywhere where you, you see an employee who is just not engaged, that reflects on the brand. And yes, it's, it comes down to training. It comes down to all of that uh, stuff that the company can do. But employees have an important role in that as well. They have to be a part of it. They have to be engaged. And if they're, in, if they're not getting enough from the organization, they should ask for it. There is nothing wrong in actually saying, you know, the organization is not doing enough to communicate that. And that can come from employees. It doesn't necessarily have to come from top management or middle level management, whatever it may be.
1: I think you also have to believe in the journey that you're going on, you know, and if that journey is one that uh, is aligned, the employee is aligned with the journey of the company. And when I say journey, I don't mean profits. I mean, what, you know, what, Is it that the company is doing? Is it, you know, doing something for the environment, the better of other individuals? What is it? And do the values of that employee match with that, the values of the company and the journey that that company is going on? Only then can you really be an active participant in that journey.
3: Sorry, I think you also have to think about empowering the employees. I really think that that's a big part of this and a part of the organization is is giving the employee the feeling of trust feeling that they're involved in decision making that they're out there fighting for the company and standing up for the company but they have to feel like it means something that it that that, that they have a seat at the table
0: yeah one of the key elements to this is you can't build culture without engagement and empowerment. And and when we talked last week about this idea of building culture, it's one thing to have a culture where, yeah, everybody goes for a drink after work, or everybody says hello and good morning when they come in, or when they get on their Zoom call or whatever it might be. But the reality is, is that without that empowerment and that engagement, there's no stakes in the ground. There's no connection. There's no ability to really rely on the intelligence Entire team to be driving the brand forward on a daily basis. And it goes back to this idea that the internal brand is not separate from the external brand. The internal brand is really a reflection of of what you're trying to do externally and really engaging and empowering your team to be able to deliver on that. And so when people ask us, well, how do I build an internal brand? It it really comes back to this idea of take a look at your culture, take a look at your engagement, take a look at how much you empower your team and, and really decide how you're going to Take the promise that you're making externally and be able to deliver that through the team that you have, whether it's a small team or a large team, whether you're siloed or a pretty flat organization. It, it doesn't really matter because at the end of everything, what matters the most is that when people deal with any of your folks, they're getting the brand experience that you're promising externally, and that's why it's a reflection so if you're if you're not reflecting your external brand internally then you're not achieving your external brand objectives either.
3: I think also like authenticity, right? Like, I mean, we talk about that a lot, yeah. I think, over yeah. time. But I think, you know, if you really want to be authentic, it can't just be externally, right? It has to be across the board. And I think that that's, you know, if an employee is working for a company and they see that there's this message being pushed out externally, but it's not being carried internally, the auth- auth- authenticity, <laughs> authenticity. Uh, just, <laughs> just... uh just falls right off. I mean, and I think yeah, that well, the well, minute well. that happens, people, you know, they they lose interest in, in fighting or standing up for that brand. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a big word they're and it's not important. Believing. Yeah. Yeah. Just so, not believing.
2: And we see that a lot actually, even when it comes to brands being marketed in any way, you you realize that what they're saying about the brand externally and how I guess they are rolling that out are just not aligned and mm-hmm. and you see that, right? Like you, you know, whether it's a, a direct service or the way it kind of the, the brand feels when you walk into a retail store or somebody's office or whatever, it, there, you just feel that there is there is a misalignment. It's the, And it's, it's, again, it comes down to communication, right? Like if there is, you know, we're talking about a brand launch but that can even be a campaign launch, right? Like when you're actually uh, promoting something Again, the team needs to be informed about it. They need to know, especially people who are on the front lines, what's actually going on so they can respond to that.
0: Mm -hmm. I remember when uh, Target launched their brand in Canada and... You know, everyone was very excited about, oh, Target is coming to Canada and and Target had great brands and people had been there in the United States and they'd seen the commercials. And And
1: they did a fabulous job at externally launching it. Externally
0: launching it, yes. But the problem was that when you walked into the Targets in Canada, you know, you were going into an old Zeller store with half the product and none of the associates knew what was going on. And so, you know, there was a lot of questions around, well, why aren't these products here? You know, Target usually carries this and that. And and you would ask the associates and they're like, well, we don't know. We don't know why, you know. And so so there was no connection between what was going on externally and the hype that they were creating and internally what was happening when you went into the store and dealt with the people. And it, it really led to the demise of the target brand pretty quickly in Canada. And it's a really good example of how when you don't have that alignment, I mean, that one's pretty cut and dry, but but I think it gives an example of how when you don't align the internal brand with the external brand, you're actually harming both. And at the end of, the, of everything, you're harming your business.
1: I was part of the uh, merger with TD and Canada Trust way back in the day. And uh, if anybody can remember, Canada Trust was known as very customer service oriented, um, above and beyond, friendly, you name it. And TD, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, enter, you know, the comfy couch, uh, enter the merge. I think the uh,
0: enter- comfy chair you mean, not the couch.
1: <laughs> oh, it a comfy chair, <laughs> yeah, House, it was a green chair, chair etc. cetera. Um, but there was, during the merge, there was an there was actually a thing that we needed to switch, we needed to, you know, become more customer service oriented, we weren't just people there, we were there to service and help. There was a lot of uh, cross training between the branches, the organizations. And uh, I think that came on the positive end of it. But there was definitely a lot of training and a lot of hey, listen, this is what these guys are good at. We need to now parlay that into the new organization. So there was a lot of effort there.
0: Yeah, and and Gabby, it's interesting that you say that because before before we started Zinc, uh, I worked for a large consulting firm and we were actually the architects of that internal brand. And so we put it all together for the TD Canada Trust merger. (laughs) And one of the things that we really focused on was this idea that, you know, TD Canada Trust was about to go out with this whole new look and feel to uh, clients, customers across the country, but that had to be delivered. And if it wasn't delivered properly, then there was going to be a problem. And so there were training manuals put together. There were face-to-face uh, meetings that were held on, on what the new brand meant. It was launched uh, internally across the country before it went external. We put binders together where, you know, the old days of binders, now that would all be online. <laughs> but but the reality was is that it was a, a bunch of information so that if people had questions or they didn't understand or they wanted more information, they could easily go in there and get what they needed uh, because, you know, there's no way that you can cover everything and there's no brand that's going to be excellent at empowering everybody with every piece of information that could ever be required. But I think it's a, it's, it's about showing effort on, on behalf of the brand to say, look, the internal team and what you're delivering is just as important to the brand as anything else. And here are the resources that we're providing to enable that.
1: And it happened all the way to the front line. You know, yeah. frontline workers, the ones that had that intimate contact with with customers, and yeah, there was hype around it, which is you know one of the um uh, one of the points in when launching an internal brand is hype it up, and hype it up. Not you know, I mean, hype it up sometimes has a negative, but. Uh, while remaining authentic, it is it is a transitional period, whatever you're doing, it is a moment to celebrate and, and use that opportunity, create a video, create that excitement that, you know, people can rally around, Um, you know, give them swag, probably still have some of that TD Canada Trust First logos, a swag that was sent out to all of the employees, but there was a sense of excitement in the organization during that time you know, right down to various branches that I was at. And that, that all played a part in that brand success in that merger success.
0: It did a hundred percent. And I think that, you know, one of the important parts and the hard part is that once you do that launch or that rebrand or whatever, it's about keeping that momentum. How do you, how do you then keep that momentum to ensure that you continue to deliver on that brand? And that's the million dollar question. And we try and work on that every single day. But, but the reality is, is that when you do have those event-based Elements to your brand, whether it's a relaunch or a campaign, as you said earlier, Marco. Whatever it might be, there will be these events, and you need to involve people internally as well as externally. But then, in the quieter times, in the softer times, you also need to find ways to ensure that the internal brand is is working for you. I mean, it even comes down to this idea of of the recruitment element to the internal brand, where you know we've worked on for several clients on how do you interpret the brand for recruitment. And, and that really becomes this combination because they're not employees and they're not consumers. They 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 want to potentially be employees, but they might be customers or consumers. And so you have to kind of fall somewhere in the middle there where you're leveraging the external brand that you've established in the marketplace, but you're also introducing elements of the internal brand to make them excited or, or want to work for you. And that's become even more important as the fight for talent has gotten, you know, even more difficult.
2: One of the things that I just want to kind of bring up as well, and this is really more about kind of brand launch internally, is uh, quite often we see where employees love the old brands and they hate to see it go. And I think that that's a bit of a phase as well. And it's great to have that kind of planned out where you have a transition period and basically a purge period or, you know, a date where all the old materials, as of this date, everything has to be moved over to the new brand. So the employees, the entire team has, a ch- has some time to digest that, uh, prepare for it, and recognize that as of this date, the old brand is out, the new brand is in. And also, and I mean, uh, any kind of a good launch will actually have all the tools and templates and whatever else the team needs to make that transition very smooth. But letting go of the old brand and and kind of uh, bringing the new brand in sometimes can be a little bit of a process. Uh, And it just depends on how problematic, I guess, that old brand was. I mean, if it wasn't, if it was really just a matter of updating it for other reasons, it may be easier sometimes, sometimes more difficult, but acknowledging that I think is really important as well.
1: Does anybody remember the gap when the gap changed their logo? Yes. The, the epic fail of the Gap logo mm-hmm. and the revolution that ensued as a result of them changing their logo. Sorry, is that, the Gap
0: still around? <laughs> the Gap,
1: the Gap is still around. Is you know? it
0: okay? All right.
1: Ask me what the logo is. Maybe I don't know. Did Do they watch <laughs> their old logo? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was quite uh, um, a debacle. <laughs> If we can say that, uh, for that brand. Um, and you know, digesting it, I don't I don't know where they were wrong on that one from both the um external perspective. Perhaps they didn't do enough research there on that part, um, or internally as well. But that was um that was an example of uh, you know. Of an epic fail. (laughs) Of an an epic fail, frankly. Exactly.
0: And there's a lot I mean there's I think that the marketing world is littered with epic fails when it comes to, you know, brands. But but it goes back to this idea that, you know, which we say all the time, the brand is more than the logo or the color palette or whatever yeah. it is. It's, it's also the messaging. And, and one, I think one of the ways around that is to ensure that the positioning, the messaging, that can even start in advance of any big structural changes that you're making, right? so So kind of getting people used to, the new direction or where it's going or what's coming next and, and, and really transitioning everyone. um, So that when it does come time to that, then you can do like what you were saying, Marco, which is that you can have that purge, but everyone's already on the new page because it takes people time to change. And, you know, one of the things that you have to be really focused on is this idea of change management as you're going through these Mm -hmm. things and, and, and making sure that, you know, the change management is not only going to be external, for your customers or clients, it's going to be internal for your employees, uh, for any of your stakeholders internally, and and really making sure that those
4: things are aligned. If you think about this, the goal of of any internal branding campaign or initiative is very similar to that of of an external campaign. You basically want to create emotional connection to your brand. Right? Mm-hmm. So, in the case of an external campaign, if you don't do advertising, if you don't communicate anything, no one will buy your product. Internally, it happens the same thing. You want to create that passion, that inspiration internally as well, because otherwise your brand will not function. And another thing I wanted to add is that mostly when you are starting a new external campaign, you do some research first, right? You should do that internally, too. Let's be honest, your employees are your internal market. So you should start with some research, focus groups, interviews, that kind of thing, to know what your internal culture looks like, how your internal brand is being managed. Is there any passion about it? A
0: lot of times, it's all about attitude. And it goes back to exactly what you were saying, Christian, which is this idea of, Passion. This idea of people wanting to do the best possible thing. It, it, it's it's really about them being the the engine behind the brand. So while, where the brand is the shiny vehicle with the, the slick windows and the and the great lights and 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 the beautiful paint job. The internal brand is the engine that drives it, and without that, mm-hmm. it's sitting by the side of the road doing nothing. Okay. So I think we all have to really pay attention to the fact that without that, without that internal brand, without that engine, our brands aren't working at their full capacity. They're not operating the way they need to. So we have to be really cognizant of this idea that you know the internal brand and um, you know its connection to the external brand is really. A parent either in a brand launch or in a campaign launch or just day to day. You know, if a lot of times if you find that your brand is kind of waning or it's kind of slowing down and you're not getting the traction. Sometimes, you know, building up that passion internally can really help you to drive the brand externally as well. So don't discount the power of the internal brand. Don't discount the power of your internal culture and definitely don't discount the fact that everything is brand. So you really need to understand how to connect those two things together and make sure that, you're doing the research. That you're doing the insight. That you're getting the insights. That you're really understanding how how they can be connected to help drive your 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 business and and your revenue and and, and everything else that's attached to brand. So that's this week of everything is brand. Next week we will uh, hit a whole brand new topic and join us then.